Thank you, Giorgio. I was actually on the ShareWord um, website yesterday just checking out some of the work that they do, and there's some amazing stories of God's movement in the world, and so I'll just encourage you to, to check that out as well. And it's interesting, of course, ShareWord, 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 I want to say world, ShareWord Global, of course, um, originally was the Gideons um, and now has moved into ShareWord. Um, and so this morning I was actually digging in. I, I remember having gotten, how many have gotten Bibles to the Gideons uh, when you were in school? That doesn't happen today, but that happened in my time and many of our times. And so I found my little New Testament in Psalms and Proverbs. It was signed by my teacher back in 1989. Um, and just the preciousness of the Word of God. And this morning when we were up here worshiping um, and just declaring who Jesus is, I was just overwhelmed with just love. And I was like, God, um, wouldn't it be cool if each person could just receive a precious card from just from you saying how much you love them? And he said, well, there is this gift <laughs> that I've written for my children that tells them how much they are loved. And it is the word of God, the living word of God. And you each have access to this precious letter that has been written to you that tells you how much you are loved. And it's something that we can share with others to tell them how much they are loved as well. And I just, I love, I love this book. <laughs> I love it. Um, it is full of profound stories of highs and lows and heroes and villains. It's full of wisdom. It's full of beautiful poetry and worship of our Lord. And ultimately, it has the power to turn our hearts to the one who loves us so much and wants us to know him that is the savior of our souls. It is a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, and so this morning, I wanna take us on encountering God through the scriptures, just a little bit of a dig in to the beauty of this beautiful, beautiful book. I just, I love it. Uh, and I love the one that gave it to us so much, so much more. It's really, it's my prayer this coming year, so I'm, I'm already thinking about 2024, <laughs> but it's my prayer this year that we fall more and more in love with our Father God through spending time with Him and doing the things He shows us. It's my prayer that we're becoming a people who are friends of God and who know His voice, that know His voice, and we learn to know His voice through reading his word, through spending time in his word. And is, is there anything better than hearing his words and doing them? Is there anything better? No, there's nothing better. But you know what? There's lots of things that compete for that place on our hearts. Personal devices, this thing sucks a lot of time. Have you ever checked your how much FaceTime, how much time you've been on here? It's kind of scary. Uh, social media, work, hobbies, food, sex, whatever can give you that adrenaline hit, that can take precedent in our hearts. The central place in our hearts is one of the most coveted 
areas. It's the place we give ourselves over to. Who is running your life? Who has got your energy, your time, and your focus? Who are you? Where are you? And why are you even here? Questions. Questions. Deep understanding is in here, along with answers. And the answers come as we walk the journey with Jesus, the one who is the way and the truth and the life, the one who gives you your identity, the one that says to you that you belong. It's in his kingdom, which is not a kingdom made by human hands. God is the only one who gives us everything that our hearts desire. He's the only one that gives us everything that our hearts desire. But we need to give ourselves over to him and him alone. This needs to be central. So this book has everything that we need to live the life that we've been given. So when Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament of the Bible, was, when he was teaching his young apprentice, Timothy, about the scriptures, let's look at what he says. He says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, so if you've got your Bibles, feel free to come along, but I do have it on the screen. Uh, all scripture, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work every good work. So how much time? How much time? So scripture is used to instruct people to know God better, to know his nature and how he interacts with us. It corrects us and it shows us what the right way is. It deepens our understanding of God in our everyday experiences where he is present. So he is here right now. Amen? He is here right now. But how do I even know this? How do I know this? How do I know that he's here right now? So when I doubt, inevitably, things pop into our heads in moments that are difficult. Where is God? Does he really care? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? When those things come and speak into my mind and my heart, what do I do? Where do I go? Well, I go to his words. I go to his words, to this book. So I, I want to take us there this morning, and I want to read some scriptures that remind our hearts, our very inner being, of his presence of just how real he is day in, day out. He is more real than this, but this takes a lot of our energy and our time and our focus away from him. 
but he's more real than that phone, and he knows you way better than your phone thinks it knows you. <laughs> There's a lot of algorithms that make you, make you think, oh, wow, like, how did it figure that I knew? <laughs> it makes us think that it knows us, but it doesn't know you. He knows you. And so let's look at some scriptures. So I want to encourage you, as, um, as I read, I want to encourage you to just allow the words of scripture to wash, to wash into you and see if you can notice what seems to, to stick. What word kind of resonates here? What stands out to you? You know, throughout history, listening has been the common way of hearing scripture listening, over-reading, having everyone read their Bible in their, in their own language, which is a beautiful thing. It's a newer thing. It's a newer thing that we have access to. Um, but I have rediscovered a, a love of hearing the scriptures. Often in the morning, I'll actually turn on my Bible app and listen to the scriptures being read. And it's just so, I just find it so comforting to hear the words, but oftentimes pieces will come out and just kind of like land on me and I'll be like, oh, what is that? It will get my attention. So I just want to encourage you as we go through some scriptures, we're going to go through a few that remind us of his presence with us. But I want to encourage you, feel free to close your eyes. Um, just listen. I will have the words on the screen if that helps you follow along. But if you can just even close your eyes and just see, and you know, what, what is God speaking as you hear these words read? So we're going to start in Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. The Lord says here, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. John 14, 18 to 27. Jesus is saying here, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, this is Jesus, and you are in me, and Jesus says, I am in you. Listen to that union that's there. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Do you hear some similar things between those two? Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. Psalm 137, verses 7 to 12. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there 
Your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. He is everywhere. Everywhere. Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 3. But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob? He formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. He knows your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Your Savior. Isaiah 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear the sound of what, this, what his very words are speaking to your heart? Because of his presence with us, we do not need to be afraid of what happens in this world. We have nothing to fear because he is here. He is here right now and he is with you always. So there's so much reason for joy. He's here in our midst right now. Like there's so much reason for joy. God, it, he speaks exactly what you need to your heart. So what are you hearing? What words were standing out as I was reading? What words were standing out? What does he want you to know this morning about his very presence with you? What does he want you to know? What stood out for me when I was reading it earlier is when Jesus says, on that day you will realize that I am in the Father and that you are in me and I am in you. Just that beautiful picture, that union of him with us. And then he says, whoever has my commands keeps them and keeps them as the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. He, he wants to show himself to us. He so longs for us to know who he is. He loves you deeply and dearly. On the other hand, what might fear be motivating in you right now? We all have things in our lives that are difficult. And sometimes that fear pops up when we're like, oh, I feel your peace, and then fear. <laughs> and though you may not feel afraid, 
Fear is a motivator for us to do all kinds of things that are not good for us or others. So what might be causing you to live in the house of fear? What might be holding you there? This is life, right? This is real life. In the mornings, I read scriptures, and I'm like, okay, I feel so good. Then I get into a situation that I was like, oh, I feel afraid, or I feel this pull away from the peace. And so then we're reminded, what will I choose in that moment? Will I choose to distract myself with Facebook, <laughs> which I've done, uh, or will I choose to make father? I want to turn myself to you. What do you say about this situation? What do you want me to know about this situation I'm facing? So what has God been speaking to you as you heard those scriptures read? I just want us to be still for just a moment and just allow, allow God to speak. Ask him, what do you want me to know right now? We're just gonna, we're just gonna pause. This is, this is what we wanna think about in real life. When we are in the middle of a situation, we wanna ask the Father, what do you want me to know right now? He's sitting right beside you. He's present with you. He's present in you. So let's just be quiet before him. What do you want me to know, Jesus? What do you want me to know? When your mind starts to wander, just come back to him and say, what do you want me to know, Father? What do you want me to know? Just let your heart be still. And if you don't hear anything, that's okay. Just let your heart be still before him. Sometimes he speaks at another moment or time. But if he's speaking to you, let's just be still. just thank you for your presence with us, Jesus. Thank you that you're right here, right now. We thank you that we can pause and turn our hearts towards you and hear your voice. Let's listen to something else that Paul tells his young apprentice, Timothy. He says, you, you, however, Continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you've learned them, and that from childhood you've known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So wherever you are on your faith walk and journey, I just want to encourage you to dig into the sacred writings, but I also want to speak to the, the youth in our in our midst, because there's some of you, I see some of you over here. <laughs> um, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young 
Be examples to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. So we, as older folks, don't think less or expect less from those who are young. Do not expect less just because they're young. There is, as Colby alluded to earlier, we say this a lot, there is no junior Holy Spirit and a childlike trust is precious, precious to behold. So like Timothy, as a child, I had so many experiences with the Lord um, that laid a foundation in my life and it softened my heart towards his voice. And I had a pivotal experience at age 12 that I'd like to share with you about an encounter with the Lord through, through scripture. Because we encounter him through his word powerfully. And it was a time in my life, so I, I at, at grade, was grade four, up to grade 11, I was in a, I was in a Christian school. Uh, I was in a few different Christian schools, and I had the privilege of being in a fairly small school for the first number of years, and we had a young woman who had probably been in her 30s, and she offered um, to sit with us as children and teach us how to pray, teach us how to read scriptures and pray. Um, so it was just a beautiful unique opportunity, and I at the time um, was also un trying to understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I was starting to speak in tongues, and so how do I pray and speak in tongues and pray with scripture? And so she would just sit with us and walk us through very gently, very tenderly how to do this. And I remember the, the first couple times, like she had said, is there anything that you're wanting to ask the Lord for, anything that you're praying about? And I was having a very hard time sleeping as a 12-year-old. I had a lot of anxiety, so I was my, my brain was was racing. I didn't know at that time, we didn't use the word anxiety when I was a kid. I just was had a hard time sleeping. Um, and so I just really, really struggled with that. And so she said, okay, well, let's find some scripture verses on sleep. And so oftentimes in the back of our Bible, there, there's like, there's like those topic, topical things where you can look for scriptures that relate to something you're looking for. And so we prayed about it and we landed on um, uh, Psalm 4.8. And so she said, I want you to take this scripture, and at night, when you're lying down, when you're ready to go to sleep, I want you to memorize this, and I want you to repeat it over and over and over. Just repeat it. And so the scripture verse is, I will both lie down in peace and sleep, for you, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That was the verse. Um, and so I repeated that verse over and over, over and over, over and over, and I eventually fell asleep. <laughs> um, and it took probably just a few, a few nights, um, and to this day, I can just fall asleep. And it's just the power of encountering the Holy Spirit and his work through the very words of God. But one thing, I wouldn't have understood as a child, but the power of the word, the power of the words that we're speaking out loud to the forces around us, but also to our soul, 
are powerful. And so I just dug into, and I wanted just to share with you just briefly, like the Hebrew words, some of the key Hebrew words. So the word, I will both lie down. So the next slide, both. Um, and the Hebrew word means unitedly, together alike. So peace and sleep, united, together. And then the word lie. And I thought this was really interesting because I've, when you hear this, see if it relates to another scripture, but to lie down for rest, for connection, lay myself down, make to lie down, to sleep, still, take rest, stay. And then the word peace, which is a powerful word. The word shalom is, it, it means safe, well, happy, health, prosperity, favor, to be in perfect peace, rest. All is to be well, well-being, wholeness, salvation, soundness, community, connectedness to others and God's creation. When we see the word peace, we, are very, we see it very simply. It is, in Hebrew, the word shalom is so much more. And so the next slide... Um, I just put an additional slide in there because the biblical meaning, it's, it means universal flourishing, wholeness, delight. It's a rich state of affairs in which natural needs are satisfied and natural gifts fruitfully are employed. A state of affairs that inspires joyful wonder as its creator and savior opens doors and welcomes the creatures in whom he delights. Shalom, in other words, is the way things ought to be. So when we speak shalom, we're speaking the way things that God intended them. And then the word sleep, um, it figuratively means to die. <laughs> and I literally can sleep like the dead. Um, to grow old, a natural progression of life, to remain long, to make to sleep. The word dwell is to properly sit down in quiet, to settle to abide, to be in, to tarry, to be still, to be at ease, established, inhabit, to marry, there's that union again, and to remain. And then the last word, safety, which is a place of refuge, both the fact, security, and the feeling trust assurance, there's this boldly, like without care, like there's just not a worry. I'm, I'm safe, I feel careless. There's a confidence, a hope, and a security. So as you see the Hebrew in that verse, do you hear the life that is happening in there? Like those are just two sentences and it's full of life-giving words for our souls and for our understanding of how God is so present with us. And so as I spoke this over my soul, coming into union and agreement with what God says about me, his daughter, his very creation, I'm speaking to my soul the things, that, the, things the way that they ought to be, his very words, speaking his very words. And so I was being taught to be still before the Lord and let his word be in me and be at rest with him. And I was learning that he was living in me. And with that, I was able to, to be able to, like I said, to sleep like the dead and to sleep deeply. And so 
I joyfully and obediently repeated that verse over myself, like I said, and as, as I struggled to sleep, and it wasn't long um, where I didn't need to do it anymore because it was just, I just fell asleep. I just felt him in me and with me, and I could just rest. And so there's this deep knowing that happens as we get to know the scriptures and as we allow them to be in our hearts and our souls. And I mean, part of also growing up in a Christian school is I memorized, we had to memorize a lot of, and again, we had to. <laughs> it was part of the curriculum. But I am so thankful to this day that I was made to memorize scripture because there'll be times when scripture just comes. The words just come. And in a moment, I'll be like, oh, there's this word. And so then I'll go digging for it. And then it's such a life-giving thing. And so his word inside of us is life to our very being. It's so life-giving. And so I just want to read all of Psalm 4, it's not very long, and just listen to the whole passage and how it speaks to that last verse, how it all comes together. So, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. What? <laughs> it's right there. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long, O oh, you sons of men, will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. What? Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that there is grain and wine increased. That just really struck me when I read that and I underlined it there. You have put gladness in my heart more than any sort of success ever could. You have put gladness in my heart. I will then both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. You hear me when I call. You allow me to rest. Oh, it's so good. This is life. This is refreshing. So good for us. And as you hear this, as you hear those words, is there any scripture verse that, that anyone kind of recognized in hearing some of those words? Is there a passage that's come to mind? Psalm 23 comes to mind because it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So that's David speaking. And then what does Jesus say in John 10? He says that he is the good shepherd. He is the one that makes us lie down in green pastures. And so in John 10 it says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd, does not own the sheep. And so when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. 
But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in the sheepfold and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. There is one. The Lord, my God, is one. One. So Jesus is the good shepherd, and he's here, and he's gathering his sheep, and we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear, but do you know his voice? Do you know his voice? The world and the enemy say we have everything to fear. Every day, I don't know about you, but it's like every day, you have everything to fear. I mean, I read it in my email, I read it on my newsfeed, I'm like, everywhere, be afraid. That is not the voice of Jesus. Does your heart know how to distinguish between the voice of the world and the enemy and the voice of God? We need this because it is so subtle. The reality is the voice of fear is so loud and is so distracting that you can be so easily impacted by fear that it's like this undercurrent in your soul. It's chaos, and we are so often unaware. And we can respond in fear so easily, but we can think we're hearing the voice of the shepherd. But remember the scripture we read, his voice has nothing to do with fear. When people are rushing around, and this is a sign of fear, rushing around saying, oh no, oh no, we've got, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. We've got to say something. Is that the shepherd's voice? He, doesn't, he never was in a rush. Jesus had three years between when his ministry started and the cross. Was he ever in a rush? Did he ever say, oh no, oh no, we gotta do something? No, he was having meals, building relationships. We are to be a people of his presence before we do anything. His voice is full of joy and love and his presence of peace is setting things right. It is full of rest and a sense of carelessness because he is here. He is settling things right, and we can be confident of that. It's not that we don't do anything, but we do what he says we should do. What did Jesus say? I only do what the Father tells me. I only say what the Father says. So I'm not going to respond to somebody that's saying, the world is ending, you better do this. That is the voice of fear. Jesus doesn't speak like that. Instead, we go to the Father and we, and we sit in stillness. And we ask, we ask the Father, we even hear the chaos. We ask the Father, what, what is it that you want me to do, Jesus? What is, it, what is it that you want me to do, Father? What is it that you want me to do? And what do we do when the voice of fear comes? Do you recognize it for what it is? And do you know the word of truth 
that only speaks in the voice of love. Here's some distinguishing things, just to kind of help us with this, because church, we are so easily pulled into fear. Fear drives a lot of things. Fear divides, it creates sides. Fear points fingers, creates chaos. It's full of anxiety, and it's building its own castle. It keeps people in, or it keeps people out. Fear is a bully. It demands its own way. It says, you should do this. You should do this. All kinds of manipulation. Rather than love, the voice of love unifies. It heals. It forgives. It brings shalom, peace, and order. It breaks down walls. It restores people. Love speaks to your belonging and identity in Jesus, and it says, welcome. We are so glad you're here. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us a lot more about it. So be careful to consider what you're listening to. We have access to all kinds of things. Be careful what you're listening to. Ask yourself, what is this doing in me? Is it producing fear or is it producing love? And today we can easily feel like Thomas, one of Jesus' disciples, Thomas said to the Lord, he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? We can't always see clearly the next step, but how can we know the way? When fear is screaming at us in every direction, how do we know the way into the house of love? And Jesus answered, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, and if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So be with Jesus. Let your striving die, as we talked about last week. Stop fighting to make your own way. Lie down in stillness. Allow his shalom peace to fill you and to set things right. Heather, can you come on up? And the team can join you if they, if they wish. Um, when we are in him and we're constantly learning that he is in us, we have nothing to fear. He tells us that. So even this week, I was feeling discouraged. I was just feeling overwhelmed and discouraged. And so I sat with the Lord. I sat down with him, and this is the scripture verse he gave me. He said, it's in Psalm 43, it says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And on the screen, you're going to see it in a different translation when it pops up, so you'll see some different words. If Maddie's got slide 35, Maddie, there we are. <laughs> Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Why are you restless within me? Hope in God for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. And his countenance is his presence. It's his face towards us. And so I was reminded as I was in scripture, oh my soul, <laughs> why are you so restless? You've got 
God right here. His face is looking towards you. He is looking towards you and he delights in you and he loves you. So be still, soul. Be still. And so this morning, I just, uh, as we were in worship, um, there was a point where Heather had just shared, I don't know what kind of week you've had, if it's been a good week or if it's been a challenging week. And we all have weeks that have the ups and downs uh, in them. And I just, I just felt the Lord inviting us um, to move into the house of love to recognize that in any moment we're facing, we can call upon shalom, peace. God set things right. Set things in the way that you have intended them to be. And we can step into that. And we can call upon that. And we can sit quietly with the scriptures and let him speak that to us. And so as you heard the story that I shared about being at rest and at peace and, and being able to sleep, did that shalom peace draw you? The idea of being at rest, draw your heart to just wanna be at rest when there's so many things pulling at you saying you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this. Yes, we have responsibilities, but we can move in those responsibilities from a place of rest and a place of peace and a place of calm. We do not have to be at the beck and call of the world's pointing and should, 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 we can move from a place of love because he resides in us. And so this morning, I just wanted to just take some time to um, just allow him to meet you in that place. So I want to just encourage us just to stand. I just want to have an opportunity to respond to the Father's call that you too can experience his peace in whatever that you're facing. And so as the worship team plays, I just want to encourage you, if you're just longing, God, I just I want to know that peace even more. Maybe you do know it some, but you want to know it even more. And maybe you just don't know it very well at all yet. But you want to know that peace and that rest in your soul with whatever you're facing. I just want to encourage you just to come along the front. Just let the worship team play over you. And the ministry teams, they may come and lay hands on you and pray. But just come and let him touch you. Let him meet you and speak his peace into whatever it is that you're facing. And so worship team, go ahead. But I just want to encourage you just to make your way to the front and let him meet you in that place of peace. Let him minister to you and speak his rest to you this morning. <laughs> 